Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Uh, we're just two weeks away from the Nova Scotia general election. And um, lots of things on my mind, and I'm not sure how uh, you've been uh, trying to decide how you're going to vote in the upcoming election. There was a story that uh, Francis Campbell uh, wrote in the saltwater.com website uh, last Friday, uh, and it had to do about Owl's Head. Uh, that's the provincial park that was delisted and was uh, well offered for sale uh, by the provincial government a liberal government. Uh, Ian Rankin, in fact, was the minister responsible for, I believe it was uh, environment at the time. Uh, all of this to say uh, this judge, the Supreme Court justice, made a ruling that said, you know, it's not through the courts, but through the ballot box, the proper way to address this. And um, Jamie Simpson is a lawyer with the Juniper Law, and his name has been included in a number of decisions recently, including the one uh, that was announced by the Auditor General, that there is still species at risk that government's not truly acting on in spite of court orders. Uh, Jamie, th- thanks thanks very much for giving me some of your time today. Thanks for having me, Sheldon. Uh, Bob Bancroft, a retired biologist, was one of the people who was involved with this, along with the Eastern Shore Forest Watch Association. Can you just kind of walk us through uh, how that this ended up in front of a Supreme Court justice? Yeah, so, well, it came to light because of a CBC reporter, an investigative reporter, um, who broke the story that secretly, behind closed doors, uh, the Department of Lands and Forestry, uh, with um, with the minister, well, Premier Rankin, who, who was minister of, of lands and forestry at the time, had, um, had requested the delisting of Owl's Head, the removal of Owl's Head Provincial Park from uh, a plan, the Parks and Protected Areas Plan, uh, which is a document that basically summarized the province's um, um, suite of parks and protected areas. And um, and they had entered into negotiations for the sale, as you had mentioned, of, of the Owl's Head Crown lands, the provincial park lands, um, to a private developer for development for, for golf courses and, and luxury residential units. And, um, and of course, that upset a lot of people because it was done in secret without anyone um, knowing that this was happening, without any opportunity for the public to comment uh, on these. And so, um, so yeah, so Bob Bancroft and the Eastern Shore Forest Watch were, were upset by this. And, uh, and we decided to, um, to launch a, what's known as a judicial review uh, to take this to the court and to challenge these actions on, on part of government. All of this to say that uh, Justice Krista Brothers released a decision on Friday that that struck down that that review that said that, again, um, what might be perceived as government wrongdoing or failing, uh, failure to consult, is not something that that she wanted to rule on. Uh, And that decision didn't sit well with you. Tell me why why that upset you. 
Yeah, well, certainly disappointed in the decision, um, you, you know, respectfully so. I certainly respect uh, Justice Brothers and, and her decision, although I don't agree agree with it, um, respectfully disagree. And uh, so, yeah, we argued we argued a, a few different points. We, we argued that um, that the decision to to delist Owl's Head and to and to enter into the um, into the letter of offer for its sale was unreasonable for, for a couple of points. One, the um, uh, the department, uh, no one in government actually received a business plan for this development, despite having asked for it several times. Uh, no business plan was ever sur uh, uh, submitted by the proponent, by Lighthouse Links. And, uh, and we felt that to go ahead uh, to the point of entering into a, a, a conditional offer of sale without seeing any um, justification that this was actually going to be an economic a viable economic opportunity um it just was you know was getting the cart before the horse like they should have seen a business plan first before entering into for before making these decisions um the land was also being sold for a price that was based on it being undevelopable and yet it was being sold for development so that also seemed to raise a, a question of well has government really um considered the proper information uh, considered all the you know the relevant information before going ahead with this pro you know going ahead with this deal we also argued that it was it was essentially an unfair process uh because the uh because as i mentioned the, the government uh made no attempt to <laughs> to let people know that this was happening or to seek comment from the public about this and so we argued on the on the basis of a of a lack of, of procedural fairness here, and and uh, Justice Brothers found that that on the first on the first argument about the unreasonableness that well e you know even if it wasn't necessarily the best course of action it was it was still within government's prerogative to go ahead as they as they so chose and, and as they did, and on the procedural fairness argument we we were making um, basically a novel legal argument we were saying that. If if it had been a private individual affected by this decision in a in a significant way, then government would have owed a duty of fairness to that person to let that person know that the decision was being made and to give an opportunity to comment. But because it affected basically the public at large, or at least the segment of public who care about parks and protected areas and and Nova Scotia's natural history. Uh, because it was not restricted to an individual person, Canadian law doesn't recognize um, an obligation or a duty on part of government to to act in a fair way. And we wanted to change that. In, in the United States, in many of the states in the USA, there there is an expectation, there's a legal expectation that when government makes decisions about public land that has some sort of a, a public value associated with it, then then they are legally obligated to let people know and to and to and to do so in a transparent manner and we think that it was you know it's time in canada for uh for the courts to have that same legal expectation on on our politicians on our governments well, ultimately when when the 
decision is released again. This came on Friday, so just a little more than two weeks ahead of a provincial election to say this should be decided at the ballot box. And, you know, clearly there have been protests, and I don't know about where you live, Jamie, but I'm seeing signs, people saying exactly this, save the Owlshead Park, stop this sale. Uh, is there is there enough time to, to get this message out, or do you feel that, you know, that there will be a, a referendum, if you will, on Owlshead based on what the judge ruled and the fact that this is a very um, controversial decision? Well, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm jaded. I, I don't know. It, it, you know, Justice Brothers said that this that this issue was more appropriately decided at the ballot box rather than rather than in the courts. And and I and I would disagree. I, I think that the ballot box is a very blunt tool. It's it's not it's not an appropriate tool to address an issue like this. Um, you know, uh, we go to the ballot box once every four years and. You know, a, a nuanced issue like, you know, like a provincial park, like the delisting of a provincial park is is um, is just not an issue that's that can be effectively and in my view, effectively addressed at the ballot box. And uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but say we vote out one government and bring a new government in as, as you know, as <laughs> typically happens and in, uh, in all in all uh, um, jurisdictions. Um, you know, will things really change or will the next government just do the same thing because they know they can get away with it? Um, you know, tough to say. Yeah, time will tell. Uh, and again, uh, I, I've been asking people to, you know, give me what they would recommend, uh, what questions they should be posing to politicians who come knocking on their door looking for a vote. What does Jamie Simpson uh, from Juniper Law say as his advice? And and not binding in any way. I know it's not legal advice. This is political advice about getting perhaps uh, to the root of an issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I certainly I ask politicians about the about their 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 um, their stance on Owl's Head and, and on you know we have um, you know <laughs> as came to light during this uh, during this case we have you know we have roughly two hundred provincial parks in Nova Scotia identified provincial parks that are that are called provincial parks and yet about half of them are not officially designated by regulation as provincial parks and and these include parks such as like Herring Cove Provincial Park and Palmquet Beach Provincial Park. Um, th these hundred odd parks are all in the same boat as, as Owl's Head was and potentially open for, you know, secret sale, <laughs> secret negotiations for their sale. Um, so, you know, so my, you know, one of my questions is certainly like, you know, what's your position on, on Owl's Head and, and the other provincial parks in a, in a similar, at similar risk? Uh, you know, of course, I have other issues that I'm concerned about too, such as such as clear cutting and our and how we manage our, our forests. Uh, but certainly, I, I do ask the potential politicians, the candidates, about, about those questions. Hmm. Yeah, the the justice in her decision also talked about you know it's hard to gauge, it's hard to judge, you know the benefit or potential benefits, and I I think that's what uh, I heard from Ian Rankin in the, in the leadership or sorry in the the recent debate was you know this is an economic opportunity. The community was asking for this. Yeah. I think to be fair, um, he's probably not wrong, but the developer who wants to put in the golf course also bought up uh, more than almost two dozen properties in the area. So if you're looking at signs on lawns and support, yeah. I'd have to at least consider who the landowner is. All that to say, um, I don't know what the other parties are suggesting their position is. The premier, uh, sorry, the liberal leader did say there needs to be more consultation, including with First Nations, uh, and, but that takes time. And we know that uh, that 
is not going to happen before uh, August 17th when we head to the ballot box. This is true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at that, Jamie. Thank you so much for your time as always, and uh, we will chat again soon. Thank you, Sheldon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.